This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. Tony, how do you, uh, how you, the coaches and the players, internalize late game sloppiness and how do you take positives out of it? Yeah, it did get sloppy at the end, but there was a lot of rushing. You know, the throw of the plate was rushed. I mean, you know, guys trying to make more than it was there to me, try to <coughs> turn out a double play. So there wasn't anything routine about that, but, you know, errors are errors and you stand up and, you know, you're, we're, we're accountable. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. That is the voice of White Sox manager Tony LaRussa. And we are delighted to welcome in a man who knows Tony LaRussa, a Chicago guy made good. Uh, you, you think of Dan Evans, you think of his time with the White Sox, becoming an assistant GM, obviously a general manager of the Dodgers, executive vice president and, and GM of the Dodgers is, is a great accomplishment. And Dan, welcome to the program. Great to catch up with you. Well, thanks for having me, and it's always good to chat to people from my hometown. Oh yeah, and, and you know, you hear Tony. What was that's such a Back to the Future thing? What was your thinking when they hired Tony Larusa? You know the relationship he has with Jerry. Were you as surprised as the rest of us, or did you kind of see it coming? Well, I, I think you know, like anyone, we were all surprised, but I think it speaks to the moment. The White Sox are in a time where it's time to win. And the city, the fan base, the club itself is ready to win. And I think it was a, you know, it was a little bit of a mercenary approach, but I love it. Larissa is one of the great mentors of my career. And I think what he brings more than anything is a focus every single game. I know he did it to me um, at 20 years of age at DePaul Jr. And suddenly bringing it as best you can every single day is the difference between good and bad clubs in baseball. You play, you know, so many games, you're playing six and seven games a week. And it's a, it's a real difficult challenge to bring that level of intensity. And that for me is what Tony brings to this club. And you see it, you see the sense of urgency, but you also, you know, I know their defense has been bad and I know they've got a, I mean, that's an element of their their game they've got to work on. He'll work on it, and he'll make it a focal point. But I thought it was a good hire. 
But I also think it sends a message to the fans. It sends a message to the game that we're trying to win in 2021. Dan, great to talk to you. I think when you look at the role of the manager, the rise in analytics and the increase in front office involvement is different than the last time Tony Larusa did that and did this job. And so I, I wonder, you know, in in that context, what adjustments do you think he had to make? And, and did you did you feel confident that he would be able to make? Because you know, strong managers sometimes aren't as willing to be collaborative or to have to worry about building a consensus as much as maybe today's manager does? Yeah, that's a terrific question. I think a lot of people were isolating on his chronological age, but Tony's always evolved. I mean, if you think about it, he was a big league manager in his mid to late 30s when the rest of the game was gravitating towards older guys like Sparky Anderson or a Weaver, Billy Martin. So LaRusse is always an evolving guy. If you Think about what he did with us. I mean, we were very analytical in the early to mid-80s, you know, almost 20 years before everybody else, and he evolved that way. But here's the key for, for me. He is great in a collaborative nature. He really involves his coaches. He delegates well. He gives them roles, and he makes them accountable. So as a result, it's not Tony LaRusa against the world. It's Tony and his support staff helping him make the best decisions. And, you know, while he may not be um, as good as somebody else in a certain area, he knows who the smarter person in the room is. And he's never been afraid, even 40 years ago, was never afraid to admit, hey, you know this better, help me. Dan, when you look at this White Sox team and you see the injuries that they've gone through and the way – that they've been playing perhaps as a result of it. We know that they're still a team that needs a home run to win. Their record is pretty miserable when they don't hit a home run. They didn't hit one last night, and they and they lost a game they were leading when Lance Lynn went out. But the fact of the matter is that they've gone through all these injuries. They've lost Aloy, uh, Louis Robert, just a, a great player. Now you see Madrigal get hurt yesterday. Is there a tipping point for a team when it comes to injury? Is there, you know, are they an injury away from really being in trouble here? Well, good question. Everybody has to suffer an injury through the course of the year. Every team has adversity, and the teams that rise above that are the teams who play in October and eventually in November. I think this is a good example, though, of when a club hasn't got where they want to get. Their path hasn't been completely cleared yet. It's a little easier to focus and to keep them focused. Larissa does that really well. You know, losing Abreu for an extended period, Jimenez, Robert, um, you know, last night I'm watching when the home plate umpire nearly took out Abreu. Um, You know, these, these things occur, but the key for me is they occur to everyone. Some teams use it as a crutch, as an excuse, Other teams use it as a rallying cry. And I think what Tony has done well throughout his career is have you understand in the clubhouse, this comes with the territory. Um, If you take a look, you know, you said they didn't, they don't win when they don't hit home runs. Well, most teams don't. So I think when you're on a 98 win pace and you're 24 and 11 at home, 
you've got a good club. And I, I think, you know, I mean, I grew up in the north side, and I know it's not really fun for people to say they, they like both teams, so I'll say it. I think it's pretty cool to have two first-place clubs on June 10th in the city, and I think the fans should appreciate that with that comes expectations that are different and I think this team might satisfy the expectations of the fans. This is a really good club. Talking with longtime baseball executive Dan Evans, Chicago native, here on The Score. And, Dan, let's talk about player development for a second because up through 2018 you were part of the Blue Jays organization. You saw the way that they have grown and they're in town. And, boy, do they look young, fun, and exciting moving forward. And they have Guerrero and Bichette, two guys who – had a thousand minor league at bats so they kind of came up even though they're young they still had that experience and you look at the white Sox in contrast andrew vaughn only had 200 minor league at bats garrett crochet went straight from the draft to basically the bullpen is there a better way and are things changing in baseball to where teams are becoming more impatient with their draft picks well, first, I'm really proud of what we did with the Blue Jays. And those two kids, I've known Bo since he was born, literally the day he was born. Um, so I'm really proud of what we did. But every team has its own philosophical approach when it comes to kids. Some are ready, um, as, a, as a friend of mine once said, some are readier than others at an early age. You know, it's a, it's a mental game, and it's a failure-based sport. So it's not as much the physical as it's the ability to handle adversity. Some players are more apt to handle that at an earlier stage. I think ideally you'd love to have a lot of at-bats, a lot of innings, but you can't fault the White Sox. I mean, Vaughn is swinging the bat great. Some of the young kids are doing super. They have drafted well. They have developed exceptionally well. And I think in this case, it's developing players who can make that climb and who can make that ascension to the big leagues because it's full of adversity and it's full of troubled times. But if you draft a talented kid who can handle the mental side of the game well, they're more apt to get there quicker because they figure it out. And if they're surrounded by good veteran players, I mean, I saw some of the comments that Lynn said about Brummer, and I thought that was great for him to say, hey, you know, we got to move on. And the veteran clubhouse uh, presence is always big, as are the coaches. When we talk about minor leaguers and guys coming up and looking for help in different places, there is this feeling that because there was no minor leagues last year, that the, the chasm between AAA and MLB is bigger than ever. And I know traditionally you, you have your stars in AA, and, and uh, you know there are plenty of players that have not played AAA but when you're talking about kind of picking up from injuries, there just there just isn't the same sort of readiness. And we're and look, we're seeing a lack of readiness maybe around Major League Baseball with the number of injuries and soft tissue problems. But do you agree that that chasm has grown? You know, I don't know, Molly, and I think it's a really interesting point because we really don't know the after effects of the 2020 season. None of us do. We can speculate. We can analyze all we want. I mean, I, you know, I do this every day and I'm trying to, I'm constantly trying to put benchmarks and push pins in where we were good and where we were bad. A couple really important things for me, the social awareness and the social 
I would say, maturity of players in the clubhouse, in the game, yeah, we lost that. And we lost that camaraderie, but we also lost the game feel. But at the same time, instructors and coaches at the minor league level had more time to work with guys than ever before. So I think we're in a situation where they might be more refined, but they might be lacking somewhat in the clubhouse awareness and the game awareness. And I think this is an example in 21 of how some of the better managers and coaching staffs are able to squeeze a little bit more out of the lemon because they're able to take those difficult tasks and difficult assignments and grow the player. I think what we've got, though, is an answer that we'll really never have a feel for. You just don't know. It might elongate careers because they didn't have as much wear and tear. I heard that argument from an orthopedist the other day. So I think the fact that we don't know makes a a really interesting game even more interesting because nobody knows who's right or wrong on this one. Dan, you know at this time of year, we in the media like to have teams declare, are you a buyer, are you a seller? What direction are you headed? That's a great debate on the north side. But with the White Sox, in light of their injuries, you can't take for granted that these guys are going to come back and you just don't know when. And so in that context, given where they are comfortably in first place, would you be aggressive as the trade deadline nears? Would you be more buyer because you have to go out and, and you, these injuries are, are you know creating situations that you just didn't a- anticipate? Hey, Dave, good question. You know, it, it's really funny how teams are always afraid to say that. I've never understood that because your fan base and the media is just expecting transparency. And when you hide behind that cloak, um, I think it's silly. The, the White Sox hired La Russa to win. So there's no doubt, given where Jerry is age-wise and given where the franchise is, you know, this is win now in 21-22. So they'll be aggressive. And I think Rick Hahn is one of the most capable and one of the most adept people in the game. I have so much respect for him, another fellow Chicagoland guy. And I don't think Rick is – see, I think, Dave, one of the problems is teams that wait, you're throwing away days on the calendar – And I'd rather, and I've always been under the impression, I'd rather strike early and meet a need and assemble a team as early as you can to win that game on June 10, to win that game on July 1st and not wait till the 30th at the deadline. But here's the deal. They know better when those guys will come back than any of us. And they also, I'm sure, are out there scouting are out there talking and contributing to the, to the game plan and the strategy, you know, this is not a club that's going to sit back. And they've never had that approach in the last six to eight months. So I think if I were a White Sox fan, I'd be encouraged by the overall, I would say, way that they're doing things. I mean, the White Sox and the Yankees are coming to our Field of Dreams game in August, and I'm looking forward to it, not just because it's one of the teams I worked for for so long, but these are two of the best teams in baseball, and it'll be fun to see both teams on the field in Iowa. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Dan, thank you so much. Really appreciate the time. A lot of insight. Really appreciate it. Great stuff, Dan. Always good. And all those people parked on the Edens right now, I know how that feels. <laughs> Thanks a Dan lot. Dan Evans, that is <laughs> Chicago now. guy made good. I mean, that's, uh, that, that's a guy that knows what it's like driving around at this time. <laughs> 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.